This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It's our weekly fantasy sports podcast with Jeff Erickson from Rotowire. Jeff is the best fantasy analyst in the business from the best fantasy outlet in the business that is Rotowire. Week one in the books for the NFL, week one in the books for fantasy football as well. And I feel like, Jeff, I just imagine in your line of work, you're, you're kind of like a doctor. Everybody just, you find out what you do for a living. Hey, doc, it hurts when I do this. So uh, I feel like that's what you are to me when it comes to our fantasy conversations. Hey, Doc, what should I do about this situation? Or, hey, Doc, let me tell you about this fantasy story that went awry for me in week one. Uh, this would have been an all-timer in your area of expertise. The, the stories you've heard about fantasy loss has gone awry. I almost had Josh Allen take a 92% win projection and turn it into a loss by just going completely off the rails and almost walking away with a negative night. Like, I was sweating out the fourth quarter of that game when he had a 99% chance to get me a win. And then it was interception, interception, uh, fumble, another turnover. Not only that, but I also was going up against Cook, James Cook, and uh, Stephon Diggs. So anything positive he did went to Diggs. He's doing everything negative, and I'm just seeing my lead shrink and shrink and shrink. Thank God the kid got the punt return for the Jets in overtime just to end the game. That's all I wanted. I didn't want any more points for my quarterback. Just end the game and put me out of my misery, and I won by about six in a standard scoring league. Yeah, a perfect example of what went wrong for you on Monday night. First half, his first interception. Oh, it's just an arm punt. Oh, okay. Well, and then Brees Hall runs 80 yards right after that. Okay, maybe there's some damage to doing arm punts. When, but the, the the big thing was, 
it looked for for me <coughs> that there was plenty of room for him to run and get the first down on that play instead of just chucking it into bad coverage downfield. It's it's those sort of things. Maybe they're they're really beating it into him. Okay, only run if necessary because we don't want you getting hurt. But you know the running is a big part of his value and kind of went away from that at times and really would have been nice to have it. The corollary to that was in my other league, I ended up losing by a point and Tyler Bass was my kicker. So if he gets me one more field goal drive for Tyler Bass, I win. And then the real kick in the teeth for that league is Rodgers was my starting quarterback. So now I'm down my starting quarterback as well. Yikes. So it was. You, please tell me that if Rodgers was your starter, that you drafted another, right? I, I did draft another, but it's only Russell Wilson. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, like, Rodgers to me was never a top 10 fantasy quarterback. He was more kind of in that 15, 15 yeah. like 12 to 15 range. Yeah. Where I hurt myself with Rodgers is. Just my whole roster is. I think I talked to you about this before week one. I had this is a keeper league, a three man keeper league with free agency, and I, I screwed up in my free agency. I put way sure. too many eggs into the Travis Kelsey basket, and then the dominoes fell poorly for me from there. And I wound up with Rodgers overvalued in how I kept my guys from last year. So that's kind of where I got stuck on that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, so now I do, I do want to get another quarterback. Uh, I think my best option is Garoppolo. I put a waiver claim in for him. I think I can get him. If it's Garoppolo or if it's Russell Wilson, what should I do? I, I For this I week, I, for this week specifically. For this week specifically, okay. Now you're going to roster both. So, um, let's see. I think I'm probably going to go Russell Wilson. Garoppolo, I mean. He didn't. He, he connected with, you know, with with uh, Myers, but Myers is in the concussion protocol. Devontae Adams got a rest day in practice today. It's at Buffalo. Buffalo's mad. Uh, I don't. I'm not. In, they won, sure, but they put up 17 points to win. I think I'm going to go Wilson on this one here. Okay, Wilson. As far as that first game went, 27 of 34, two touchdowns, 117 passing yards. You know, for my touchdown-heavy league, that's not so bad of a game. He only rushed for a yard against Vegas. Going up against Washington, I still don't know what to think about Washington in the hierarchy of the NFC, but I tend to agree with you. I think that's the better matchup. What do you think about that game going in? Broncos and Washington for people who have other... In fact, myself, I've got Terry McLaurin for the Commanders. This feels like a game that's going to be in the muck. You know, um, both teams had low scoring games last week. Both teams had low scoring games all year last year. You know, this is kind of what they do. Uh, I think how many games in a row did Denver go without scoring more than 19 points? I think it was one of those. If they had scored 20 points, they would have had a positive record last year, but they couldn't. Uh, They're just their, their defense was fantastic, but their offense struggled. You know, Sean Payton's supposed to turn that around. He might, but their offensive line's already banged up. Uh, so I, I expect this to be a low-scoring game. I'd say fewer than 40 total points. I know the total in that game, when I was looking last night, I think it was pretty late. Yeah, it was 38 and a half, so there you go. Jeff, what are you hearing about Aaron Jones and Green Bay? Questionable with a hamstring heading into Atlanta. They said that they're going to let this play out throughout the whole week before they decide. Didn't practice today, obviously. Uh, it's a hamstring injury, and you don't want that to recur. So... You know, we saw with Cooper Cup, 
know, maybe different area, different st- severity of the injury, but I, I'm almost certain in both cases that's true. But um, what happens when you do come back early from an injury like that? So, uh, you know, hammies, groins, quads, you're always calf strains, all of those. You're always worried about early returns because if you get the, the aggravation of it, it's almost always like a three to four to week absence after that. How many leagues did you see Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell picked up in? Um, about 80% of them. The other 20% someone had had like Nakua rostered or they picked up Atwell when Cooper Cup went on uh, IR. Uh, but yeah, I actually had Nakua in one league. Wow, did um, you really? A good find yeah. by you. <laughs> uh, you know, not by me. Other people were touting him before me. I just kind of jumped on that bandwagon, uh, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, uh, well, it's just also it was just doing the math, seeing like that receiving core. Like we know Ben Ben Skoranek isn't going to go anywhere. We knew that Cup was out. We've seen enough of Van Jefferson to know he's not special. Maybe you'd get more targets, but and, and the narrative of that game might change. Might have changed if Jefferson caught that one ball that could have gone for a touchdown. We might not be talking about uh, Nakua. We might not be talking about Atwell, but you know we are. Uh, and I, I don't think it's a mistake that Nakua got 15 targets. I think that's. That's something that's bankable. You think that's sustainable, huh? Well, not fifteen, yeah. but I mean that relative production. I, I think that it will be. It's sustainable that he will get attempts. Now, I and with all that, we have to caution that they're hosting the Niners this week, right? And as you very oh. well know, oh. that is not a good matchup. They managed to take so much away with corners that, frankly, I don't think are all that good. Um, it's amazing that they don't have great corners and yet the field manages to look like there's 13 guys out there. You know, it's funny, you know, a lot of people, you know, corners and quarterbacks, you know, that's, that's going to be like what drives this game. And they have a Mr. Irrelevant who's looking pretty good, much better than that, but still not someone that's a franchise quarterback. And they've got these corners that are just okay. And they look dominant. Just another league because the rest of the roster is so darn good. They got Bosa back in the fold in time. Um, yeah, you know, health health willing. This is a scary, scary team. It's also a team where I, I bet sometimes fantasy owners are driven mad. Like you know, the, the Steelers put so much of an emphasis on taking away Kittle. They put so much of an emphasis on Debo. They tried to emphasize taking away McCaffrey and managed to do it in the passing game, but they didn't even really try all that much there. They couldn't handle him on the ground, and Ayuk went nuts. You know, yeah. um, and, and you don't get fantasy points for blocking, but oh, by the way, that was also one of the highlights of the week that block he put on the McCaffrey run. Yes, yeah, indeed, totally. He was awesome. Um, and you know, the thing that like the the shorthand for the Niners passing game is Debo is the zone buster, and Ayuk beats man, and boy, did he. Um, he runs some pretty, pretty routes. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire. Check him out, rotowire.com. We'll get some info from Jeff about how you can get all the fantasy advice week to week from Rotowire in just a little bit. Okay, Jeff, um, this will be a good topic of conversation, I think, for a lot of people uh, when it comes to trying to find a second running back this week. I've got a lot of candidates for my team to be a number two back. Um, maybe you're like me and you've got jk dobbins or had jk dobbins is your number two guy and he got hurt uh and he's out so not only did i lose rogers in one league but i lost jk in the other uh so give me uh two backs to start here jeff between uh, i'll give you a handful ramondre stevenson jamal williams james connor 
And then two others, Algier from Atlanta and Mostert from the Dolphins. Yeah, Mostert, uh, I just read that, you know, while he missed practice with the knee, uh, it was more just a maintenance issue that they just don't want him to be, you know, we know his history, right? Yeah. We know, he, he, you know, you don't, you don't want to overwork him. So, I, you know, he's still the only game in town right now. Maybe uh, Devon A-Chain gets more involved in the future here. Uh, Miami's kind of got a tough matchup at New England this week anyhow. So, Stevenson's a no-brainer. Stevenson's yep. like an automatic start. Connor's dealing with a calf. Jamal Williams didn't do much, but Tennessee's a tough team to run against. I think I'm going to go Jamal Williams against Carolina this week with that second one. I'm tempted to go Mostert. Uh, I know Algier had the two touchdowns, and he's not going away. He will be part of that offense, but I think volume might be a question. And I think you know Packers are going to be a tough team, so we'll see about that. But I like Ramondre for sure, and I think I'm going Jamal Williams as the number two. And he can also get some short yardage touchdowns. That's his specialty. It's just a matter of how much does that New Orleans offense move the ball against Carolina. I think it mm-hmm. could be enough that, you know, he gets some cheapy short yarders like maybe he did with the, the Lions last year. Yeah, exactly. Now, the remaining pack then from Mostert, Connor, and Algier, do you like any of them as a flex over Drake London or Zay Flowers? as wide receiver options. Zay Flowers is super tempting. You know, he looked really good in his debut. Uh, Bengals have a pretty decent secondary, but we'll see. You know, I, I think if Mostert has like a full practice on Friday, I'd probably go that route. Actually, I go Connor, if he's full full to go, he has a full practice on Friday of his own right. Because I think, you know, the offense kind of just runs through him. Um, and then Mostert would be second in line, then Flowers for me. If, if both Connor and Mostert are questionable, which is possible, then I think I'd go Zay Flowers. Uh, and Algier, I think he's more of a bi-week guy, to be honest. I, it's tough starting him when you know he's second in line on that team. Boy, the London thing was frightening. Yeah, it, and there'll be some weeks where he's better, but this is a feature, not a bug, when it comes to the Atlanta offense under Arthur Smith. We know they want to run the ball. We know that they're really good at run blocking, and they – you have a quarterback in Desmond Ritter that, frankly, didn't look that great. So I think they're going to do as much running as they can. Algier had a really good game. Bijan showed a lot. Do you think this is just get Bijan his feet wet and give it to Algier for a week or two more and then make Bijan the feature guy? Like, you know, might, might I be tempted? Should I be tempted to consider Algier stronger in the next couple of weeks until that happens? I, I think that's a possibility. I, I think Algier is just legit good. I, I think he's a part of this, you know, a part of this this plan. And, you know, many teams go with the two-back system here. Uh, and that's just, there'll be some weeks where the, the split is a little different. Maybe it's like 65-35 in favor of Bijan. But you're not going to see an 80-20, 85-15 sort of thing. You're not going to see your classic, like, Mike Tomlin's, you know, feet workhorse back situation here. That's just not the way Atlanta works. And Algier's too good to do that. Now, if Algier gets hurt, then, you know, Bijan to the moon. My tight end was disappointing last week. That was Goddard. What do you see for him against Minnesota? The fact that Nick Sirianni made a point of saying we need to get Goddard more targets makes me not that concerned. It was part of the, I think week one was the tight end apocalypse. Uh, We'll see, (laughs) you know, no Kelsey, no Andrews. Goddard gets a bagel. You know, Kittle didn't do much. Fryermuth didn't. Well, Fryermuth got a touchdown. Fryermuth scored. I mean, he's already halfway, 50% into his TD total from last year. Then he got hurt, of course. Uh, you know, Waller entered the game as questionable, you know, is the Sunday night kind of game time decision, which is just a nightmare. I mean, there, there was just, it was a disaster all around. 
All right, Jeff, before we go, baseball-wise, what are you looking at? You know, I'm just watching these races, and then everything come, everything's local after that, just like trying to like isolate. Like I, like Mike Yastrzemski is a big player for me this week. Four games at Coors. You know, I, I made a tough – you know, I had it like on the margin an 18-team staff, Rotowire staff keeper league. Whether to start him, Christopher Morrell, Mike Talkman, you know, Jason Hayward. These, I mean, not stars, but, you know, decisions at the margins. And then Talkman gets me a homer on Monday night. I was like, yes, that's nice. So, <laughs> uh, you know, and it's this race. It's a five-team race where every hour the lead changes. It's a beautiful thing. Jeff, what can people find at Rotowire? You know, uh, we've got uh, – you want to deep dive into all the targets and the routes run. Uh, snap, target share, running share, like running backs, all that, and wide receivers and tight ends. Jerry Donabedian's got it for you. If you're looking for rankings to help you make your start-sit decision, I've got that with my value meter. Kevin Payne's got the Rotowire free agent column, and we have tons of other features in there as well. Check it out for yourself. Rotowire.com slash free gives you a free peek behind the paywall. No credit card is required, and uh, hopefully you like it and you want to subscribe. Jeff, thanks. Have a great week. We'll catch up again next week. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire.